You're listening to the Airshow Atlantic podcast to honor, educate, entertain, and inspire. Welcome everyone to episode three of the Airshow Atlantic podcast. We are back. I'm your host, Tim Stevenson. I'm once again joined with Executive Director of Airshow Atlantic, Colin Stevenson. Good morning, Colin. How are you? Hey, Tim. I'm well. I think everybody's well. We're moving along to a true airshow season because it's going to happen now. Yeah. We're, we're into 2021, uh, mid-March here at recording, and we have some exciting details to finally start sharing with fans in terms of show format. What is Airshow Atlantic in 2021 going to look like? We're going to try and answer some of those questions today. Obviously not all of them because in several months, inevitably, this will evolve and change a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But we have to, you know, get a format in our heads um, and commit to that, mm-hmm. so that we're not, you know, creating one set of expectations and then come July we're changing those expectations because right now we've got performers to secure, sponsors to secure, fans to, you know, convince that hey, this is going to be safe, it's going to be smart, it's going to be fun, we want to go to it. And once they make those decisions, we don't want to be changing the rules much from, from that point on. And so. that's that's a great place to start. So what we're going to do, this is going to be a true FAQ podcast. We're going to run through questions that we assume and believe many fans are going to have about the show format. So we'll start right here at the top with something you just alluded to. And that is, what are we going to do to keep fans safe? Obviously, COVID-19 is not going away. It won't be gone by our August show. Uh, So many fans are going to want to know, is the show going to be safe and what are we going to do to make sure that they're safe when attending? Well, the short answer is yes, Hmm. the show's going to be safe. And that's something we have to just pound the message on the next (laughs) few months because that's the number one thing that's in people's minds. It's why there's been so much sacrifice in the business community, so much angst uh, about traveling between provinces, all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, we can't do it without being safe because our facility is not going to let us come there without being safe, the Truro Flying Club and the airport at DeBert. Of course. And the province is not going to approve that application unless we can prove that we have a system that's going to be safe. Right. And that we're going through that process right now with uh, the facility and the province. And, uh, you know, we've seen other events uh, go through their application process. We're doing that same thing. Um, by the time tickets go on sale, we will have an approved plan. Um, right now we have to, you know, get that design done and the design is going to be that of a drive-in air show. Right. Uh, which we alluded to in our last podcast, but are, are now ready to, to kind of expand on that and, and tell fans, you know, what their experience is going to be like, because that's going to be the idea of this, a drive-in air show. What does that look like? on the ground for a fan. Are you sitting in your car and watching through the windshield? What does that look like on the ground? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the drive-in theater uh, is the drive-in um, image that comes to mind. For sure. You know, and that's in the car through the windshield yeah. with the microphone hanging off of right. the rolled down window and, and a tray with your burger and fries. <laughs> uh, but we, we're not gonna go there. Um, I would, instead of a drive-in, we could call it a picnic style. Right. Um, so that's another good way to put it, uh, because what we're going to do is we're going to park people so that they can get out of their car mm-hmm. and they're going to have their own little family bubble. 
Um, it's going to be 25 feet long and 20 feet wide. You park your car on one side of it and you picnic on the other side. So there's a chance to get out and move around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a chance for the kids to play in a confined area. Yeah. Um, there's a chance to breathe fresh air. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be huge. And that's one of the advantages of being an outdoor event when it comes to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So um, in that little parking picnic area, um, you're going to have some flexibility. Now, some people may choose to stay in their car and watch. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do is park all the cars backwards so that if you want to sit in the back of your pickup truck, you can watch from there with the increased height advantage. Right. Um, you open up the back uh, hatch of your minivan or your SUV, and there are your speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're going to be listening to the announcer through your car radio. Right. That's going to be a huge change for people. One of, one of the, the common complaints we get after shows is, I couldn't hear from where I was sitting at the back of the air show grounds, or... Dano or the announcer was screaming in my ear if I was right up front beside the front a speaker, row. right? Yeah, and that's it's, that's the the challenge of, of speaker systems is it's, it's about proximity. Yeah. The nice thing is your car radio is always in your car. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're beside your car, um, you'll be able to and, hear it. And have control of that volume the whole time. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, so that's going to be one of the interesting features. Um, and it's going to allow us to communicate really well with our fans, not just during the air display to describe what the snowbirds are doing, mm-hmm. um, but... Um, as you get close to the show grounds, this FM broadcast is going to have like a three kilometer radius. Nice. So we can talk to you about traffic, make sure you have this paper ready to present upon arrival, know what lane to go in. We can start informing them with this radio broadcast in advance, and then we get them safely to their parking spot and go from there. So um, I think it's going to be real advantages of using the car radio or your radio on your phone, mm-hmm. um, because believe it or not, on your iPhone, you can listen to FM radio. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll We'll be talking. We'll have a little webinar on how to access on your on your phone. <laughs> like there, there's going to be a tremendous amount of training and, and adjusting because you know there's a certain generation of us are so used to going to the air show at our local air force base. Yeah, you know Shearwater in our case, but yeah. other folks it was Greenwood or Chatham or Summerside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know they lived in Trenton when you were a kid. Um, so that was the air show that we were used to. Um, in this COVID environment, this drive-in format is um, very different. And so it's a matter of adjustment. And I think that's something I hopefully our community is getting used to is adjustment. Certainly. Uh, because we've had to adjust all kinds of things, you know, six feet away from each other at Sobeys and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Real yeah. challenge. So we're going to... Um, we're going to educate the fans on how it's going to work. That's really important. And we're going to um, show them that, A, you're going to be safe. That's the number one message is that you can go to a, a family-oriented event, spend the day in the sunshine and the good weather, watch the airplanes fly, do all those things, and feel really confident that it's going to be safe. That's I love, the key. I love it. So I'm a family on the ground now. The show's about to begin. What am I going to experience in the air? And what am I going to experience on the ground in terms of static displays, things going on physically on the ground? Yeah, that's one of the big differences. We're used to parking our car early in the morning. Um, making that walk. Making that long <laughs> walk. If, if, you, if, you, if you get there last, you have the longest walk. If you get there first, you have the longest wait. Yeah. That's the way it works. Um, so we're, uh, we're going to not have to go through a gate and, and rush to get your lawn chair parked by the fence. Right. <laughs> so yeah. don't have to worry about that. The spot you buy is the spot you're going to get. Um, a big portion of these spots are going to be 
we'll call rush seating or general seating. Yeah. Um, and so they'll be first come first serve upon how the cars arrive in the day. Bingo. Uh, now don't don't line up at six a.m. because we can't accommodate no. traffic backed out onto the highway. No. Um, but we'll we'll give some safe arrival times. There will be some VIP options um, so that you can reserve a spot. But those are going to be dear when it comes to pricing. Right. Yep. Um, but it's going to be worth it, you know, when it comes to pricing because you're going to have things included, like you know, you get a, f- a free calendar and lunch. Just, I was and just going to ask those what, types of things. What does a VIP ticket include? Do we think? Uh, well, it's it's go- certainly going to include our calendar that we hand out at the air show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly include that with that parking spot. There will be snacks or meals involved, and all that's going to be delivered to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't call skip the dishes uh, <laughs> because they're not going to deliver to your parking spot on the airport. That would be uh, tough. Yeah, but um, the VIPs will certainly get fed and watered. Um, uh, you know, in and a way that seating, everybody else would. seating for some of the VIP. Or all in, in VIP, we're actually in in this in the other half of the parking spot. Mm-hmm. You put your car on one side. On the other side, in VIP, you're actually going to have a table and chairs waiting for you. Very cool. And maybe a basket of snacks right. and your calendar with sitting there on the table waiting for you, kind of thing, all ready to roll. Um, so you arrive in style. You park in style. Uh, we looks like we're going to be able to have a faster access point for them from a traffic point of view. In in and out. In and out. Yeah. So you you can arrive last, leave first. That's and, a great benefit. And enjoy the show, but you will also pay the most for that. Of course. Um, yeah. And and that's what our VIPs are used to. You know, the VIPs pay one hundred and fifty dollars a day to attend our air show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you multiply that in, by the individual, number of people. Individually. Yeah, individually. Yeah. Now we're talking about a car load. Mm-hmm. So multiply by the number of people in your car, and then you talk. You know, VIP can be a four or five hundred dollar ticket, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be worth it because that's what those fans are looking for um, other people are going to be able to attend the show as cheaply as you ever would as a family in the individual access show um, you bring a car load and you know for a hundred bucks you could bring the family right um, which you know that's down to 16 bucks a head yeah so we're, we're trying to keep the budget in mind for the folks who you know are conscious that way and keep the uh, the options open for the VIPs who want to enjoy it in a different way so that's a good transition to start talking a little bit about ticket format and how that's gonna work because if I'm a single 35-year-old male, how am I buying a ticket to the show as opposed to a family of five or six? Yeah, and it's all by parking spot. So you're buying a spot, not a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. And how you populate that spot is up to you. Uh, you can have up to six people in that spot. Right. So that single 35-year-old, call all your show buddies and you all go in one car. Bingo. Um, yeah. And that sounds like a party. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a really fun way to enjoy the show. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, you get there early, you, you bring your own snacks, we'll sell you snacks with a roving concession cart as well. Um, touchless payment and delivery of those types of things will be part of it because that's all COVID conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, those spots that you get, you, you go back to the keep you safe um, is, is the key. Um, those, those spots will be isolated and... Um, each group of, let's say each row practically, row or two, right. um, you'll, you'll have somebody taking care of you through that day so that you have questions. There's a roving shepherd, we call them, who uh, can make sure that the people are on the ticket, um, the, the name and the phone number is correct. Okay. So the person, if we have to do contact tracing and there's a case that took place in that row, we will know to notify everyone else in that row gotcha. uh, that there was a case. So similar uh, to, to what we do when we enter a restaurant now in terms of getting very much. a name and contact number. Yeah, and we, we may do even do a check-in text Okay. Uh, the way that we, you do at a restaurant. It's 11011 when you were at a restaurant. Yep. You put in the restaurant code and, and they knew you were there. Oh, there you go. Um, so we don't know what those rules are going to look like between now and August, but mm-hmm. we'll keep on top of it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But the one of the things that is really important to people is uh, how do I go to the washroom? 
Like, sure, that's like, a great these, question. These are the kind of oddball things that we have to consider when you're building a plan to yeah. be accepted by your facility, your airport. And so everybody in that row of cars, let's say it's a row of 20 or 30 cars in a row, there's one washroom assigned to that row. And to get to that washroom, you have to put on your mask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to keep socially distant from people. You get to use the washroom, come back, take your mask off, and you get to your picnic spot again. You can leave your spot on your own at Absol- that time? Oh, sure. you, don't, you don't need the shepherd or no, anything like no, that. But while, while you're off your spot, you're responsible to keep your socially distant um, six feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you line up for the washroom, we'll have it marked so that each, each little spot to line up for the washroom will have a little flag you stand beside. And, and probably know. not line up. If we're talking about one it, washroom per 25, 30... It's, it's what I call porta-potty overkill. <laughs> <laughs> so we've ordered so many porta-potties and hand-washing stations. It's crazy. Um, and so there won't be a big lineup because yeah. there's so many of them per, per group. Um, there won't be a long lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what about traffic problems? Do we anticipate... Because that's obviously, you know, that's usually a concern of people either arriving or leaving. You know, leaving, there's usually a mass exodus of people rushing to their cars and and getting in. How do we anticipate that working with this different format of show? Yeah, we we have over 30 years of experience with the old format. Right. And we know how traffic patterns are going to work. Yep. Um, we don't have that wealth of experience um, with this. Mm-hmm. But the good news is, as a part of the International Council of Air Shows, we are plugged into what other shows are planning and the many, many shows that have already taken place. There was, I think, a dozen last year mm-hmm. in North America. There were six last year in England. Um, wow. And we just recently had a webinar with all these shows gathered together and giving their best advice on this kind of stuff. And I'm dialed in with a particular parking expert out of New York named Jeff. Um, and he... Uh, He's developing these plans as the experience grows. So by the time we get to you know July, mm-hmm. we will have had a parking plan that has has thirty or forty air shows that have done drive-ins, developing the patterns. What are people's habits? What do you watch out for? What do you be careful of? So we're going to have a traffic plan that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't have any way of predicting what people are going to yeah. behave like on the day of. Yeah. When you have rush seating. Everybody wants to be there first, so we have to be able to accommodate an early lineup, get people parked as quickly as possible. Um, we'll be working with the RCMP, who are responsible for the roads around DeBert. Uh, we're working with our own very experienced traffic team um, to, to develop that, but we're going to rely on best practices as this thing develops, and you know whatever we think it's going to work like today, it's probably slightly different yeah. by the time we get there. Yeah, likely. Okay. Yeah. Um, last few questions here. Uh, we'll group all of these together. The you know, can I bring my own chair to sit on? Can I bring my own food and drinks? Can I bring backpacks, coolers? How are the rules going to change around those items as opposed to a more traditional airship? Well, we have a security checkpoint before the ticket selling gates at a traditional air show. Right. In this case, everybody's going to drive whatever they have with them in their car all the way to their viewing spot. Right, yeah. And so, so it's, it's in the trunk. Yeah, and exactly. And it's staying in the trunk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really hard to regulate or scan or, you know, search or do anything like that. We would normally do a, a backpack search yeah. or, you know, turn somebody back with a cooler or if they had a, a, a tent with them that they planned to set up in the wind, we'd take that away. Um, <laughs> Not advisable. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but but whatever you can bring in your car that's safe and smart and okay, um, you can you know take take here. But it's no different than a parking lot in a mall where you can you know park in, in a mall. Right. Um, and whatever's in your car is your business. It's all still under the you know the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but when you bring it out 
um, and set it up, we have to have some regulations around that. So uh, bring a blanket, bring lawn chairs, um, absolutely. Bring bring a little uh, shade uh, shelter if you wanted to, as long as it's properly secured. It shouldn't be a problem for the kids to have a place to you know get out of the get out of the sun for a few minutes. Right. You can always jump in your car. Well, that's the handy thing. You know, there's <laughs> there's no more walking back to your car because you forgot your cell phone or your portable charger. Or, or if there was a threat, this happened where was it in Alberta two years ago? If there's a threat of inclement weather and a thunderstorm off the end of the runway, right. Okay, you have a mad rush of thousands of people trying to get mm. back to their cars. Well, here you just jump in your car, roll up the windows, yeah. and you've got rubber tires between you and the ground. So yeah. if there's a lightning storm, you're safe. Yeah. Um, so it's really good from that perspective, from a shelter perspective, uh, staying cool to be in the shade. Um, we get good communication with you because of the radio being on. Um, and of course, we're going to have our... our cell phones and all the communication tools we have with emails and social media fees, all that sort of thing to be able to communicate with our fans Mm -hmm. that way, the way we normally would. Um, So I think it's going to be a really well-controlled and safe environment from that perspective. Um, And people are going to be able to be really comfortable about being at the show, feeling safe, and you don't really have to come in contact with anybody. Someone's going to scan your ticket. You're going to do your check-in when you arrive. You're going to meet your shepherd, but that's all going to be done socially distant. If you want to buy a sandwich or a hat or a calendar off the roving concession cart, you can. Right. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, so there's a, there's a way to attend this thing very, very safely, and there's a way to be more and more engaged with people. If you're in the VIP section, your car is parked beside your VIP table. So yeah. you know, it's a very similar situation. And and. Chances are, if the whole world opened up by July 1st, we were allowed to do all this stuff again, we'd still hold this format. At this point. Because, yeah. you know, by, let's say, May something, we start selling tickets. We start selling these tickets. How do you change formats after half your tickets are sold? You Impossible. Know. Really. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're pretty committed to this because we've seen it work and work successfully. Um, and we just have to make sure our sponsors and our government funders and our fans are all okay with the plans as they develop. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing is now you can look on the website and see that. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. It's, it seems like there's going to be a lot of positive changes out of this year and, and being forced is probably the right word to, to adapt and change the way we've done air shows that are potentially going to be carried forward beyond this year. Do you think some of this stuff will stick going forward in terms of what the air show experience in 2022 or 2023 might look like? Yeah, the I'm an optimist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in the outdoor events <laughs> in Nova Scotia yeah. if yeah. I wasn't an you optimist. <laughs> um, but the what I've seen out of this pandemic and a pandemic that nearly ruined our little business. Yep, um, we were we were that close, you know, to shutting the whole thing down. Um, I still see opportunity, mm-hmm. and being granted the opportunity to reinvent yourself mm. doesn't come along very often. No, and even though it's forced on you by something terrible like a pandemic, you have to take these opportunities when they come. And number one, make sure that it is a fan-driven solution. What's better for them? What do they want? We have to talk to our fans about that, and that's the purpose of the podcast and feedback on the podcast. Yep, um, it's the purpose of our social media feeds. Um, you know, you know, being able to ask us questions through the website or send us emails. Um, we want to hear from fans as we redesign this thing. What it's going to look like. What we've learned already from the folks who went to drive-in air shows last fall is that seniors 
people with wheelchairs, they love it. Right. Okay? Yeah. Because they can now get to the front row without having to walk a couple kilometers or try to roll across gravel or grass with their wheelchair. That type thing. Yeah. So I believe that a drive-in section will always be a part of our show from here on in. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it sounds ridiculous that we didn't think of this before. I know. <laughs> you know? You get so stuck in a paradigm of how things got done yeah. because this is the way it looked like when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I was going to air shows in the 70s and 80s. That's what an air show looked that's like. That's what it was. And now we have this chance to reinvent ourselves and we're gl- grateful for the opportunity. Hate that this was the circumstance, but we're going to take advantage of it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of manpower and golf carts used bringing people back and forth with mobility issues or <laughs> elderly people, like that's this, it just solves that. It just does. To your point, you know, having a section that's maybe, I don't know, it could be 100 cars. It could be 200 cars in the future, you know, probably great seating, too, I would would imagine. You know, they're going to be plopped somewhere in the future, you know, alongside that front row. And in future shows, they'll have the ability to leave that spot without a mask. Yeah. Wander over to the static air displays because there'll be static air displays in the future. Right now, there's no way that they're going to bring a cyclone from Shearwater and let you sit in the cockpit or engage with the pilot. (laughs) So that that statics are out for this year. Yeah. Um, It's going to be an air display. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, we're going to give our shot at having the best air display possible mm-hmm. we're going to get everybody into the bubble that we can from a performer perspective um, we're going to keep the prices low but most importantly we're going to give a chance for the community to get out and get together and um, that's what people are going to be excited about it, i think i mean it's it's not just a tough year in the world it's a particularly tough year for nova scotia definitely um what what happened in the snowbirds and jan casey back in the spring uh the shooting in the in the Truro, DeBert, Porta Peak, all of Nova Scotia area. It affected so, all of us so much. We just need a way to get together. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to be one of the very first chances for folks to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, centered on DeBert, centered on Colchester County, what an opportunity it is. And we're just, we're just thrilled about the opportunity. We're going to make it as safe as we can. We're going to make it as fun as we can. We're going to get together. Let's put a bow on it. That was great. I think that I think that answered a lot of preliminary questions that that fans are going to have. Uh, so we'll wrap things up here for episode three. Uh, we'd like to remind you guys, um, April 9th, next raffle box draw. That's right. Yeah, that right. is that is live. Get your um, tickets. Fifty fifty tickets are available right now. Uh, rafflebox.ca. Just look up Air Show Atlantic. You will find us. As always, we would love if you guys shared and engaged on social media with content from this podcast. And we'll see you guys again soon. Yes, let's look forward to the bubbles opening. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Tim. Take care.